Boom, boom, there we go. Episode number 37 coming to you right now. I keep looking around the room, around the table, and it looks like everybody's distracted because we've got the race playing in the background over here on Pe- Peacock, and everybody's staring over there watching. Hey, I'll talk like this with my eyeballs looking over there. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's over there watching watching the replays, which I've already watched it twice. Watched I it can't last see night. it because Peter's head's away. <laughs> Well, episode 37 is kicking off right here. I've got myself, co-host Mr. Sugar Shane. We've got our man behind the machine that makes everything happen, Mr. Tyler Kasha. Returning guest for this week, Mr. Dave Dukey with us. Thank you, Mr. Dave, for You're being here. We also, have here. A, we also have a new guest, Mr. Peter Parente. Peter, yep. glad to have you here, bud. We do want to do a show about you, Peter, you know, about your history and growing up racing and stuff like that. But this particular show, episode 37, had a lot of big things happening last night. Anaheim won. So we do a we do a A1 review. I don't even know where to begin on this. So I'm I'm, I'm going to start with at the beginning. Let's just an overview overall of you know, the vibe of of A1, the the pits of a one and watching the people walk in and we saw the pictures of that new Lawrence brothers, you know, factory area or setup that they have, which looks super cool. I'm glad I didn't take that job (laughs) because I think the truck driver is the one that's walking around, you know, dressed up like Hunter Lawrence with the big head. Yeah. That was him. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. See, no, that ain't, that ain't me. That ain't me. That is you. No. You don't even have to put a mask on or anything. You got a big head. Walk around. No, so seeing that was, was neat. And the different teams, you know, obviously every year you go to A1, you get new gear, new graphics, you know, people switching up brands. So, I mean, it's always exciting, you know, just like looking at Chase Exton, for example. I mean, when was the last time you saw him on anything other than a Honda and being number 23, you know? So now with him being on an orange bike and being number one, you know, that was cool to see. And some the, of the uh, Corella DeVille gear that he was wearing with that Dalmatian looking stuff. Yeah, I was not a fan of that. No? No, I was not a fan. I almost thought it would look more like a Wonder Bread bag than like, I didn't really wow. think, I didn't think Dalmatian. Wonder oh. Carilla Deville. Wow, that's some old school stuff right there, Tyler. Yeah. I am old. It didn't look like a cow, or I wanted to say Holstein cattle, but then it's it, they were just dots. I thought everybody looked good. I thought so too. You know, yes and no. Everybody I comes mean, out styling. I mean, I think there's always you know other people do the the whatever they call it, the lit kit or best dressed award or whatever, and I, I definitely think there's some that win, and you know the gear companies are, are stepping up. You know, one, one thing. I saw a post, and I don't... Was this real or not? Is One Industries coming back? Don't get my hopes up. No, I... I, I didn't see that post. I, I thought I saw a post somewhere. Kaylana posted him wearing it. I thought I saw a post somewhere of One Industries is making a comeback. Gear. But, you know, between Canvas, that making custom stuff, and... Obviously, your main main brands, Fox, brings out that, that brand new outfit or onesie, I, I would call it, for, for Craig, which we'll get into that later. We'll talk about that one. But, you know, new bikes, new graphics. I, I, I follow most of the social media because of not being at the race through either Twitter or Instagram. And you see the different setups. And, and one thing I will give credit where credit's due, and that's Chris Kiefer put up probably one of the cleanest looking bikes in the entire pit, Justin Starling. I mean, 
that 66 Honda is just a sharp-looking bike. He's a man of class if he recognized Starling's bike. Yeah, I mean, Kiefer's the one that put it up and took a picture of it, and, and I like it. And Did we talk about that on the episode? About Wasn't it Starling that was here on the episode, and he was talking about, like, he's super particular about the bike look? and Yeah, his, his bi- bikes are always very yeah. right on point. Very, They're nice. Very clean. But going from that A1, any anything that jumped out to you guys as far as, you know, before the race had even began, you know, pit setups or, you know, going into the week or showing up and arriving that you saw, you know, between different people or the people that you know, talk to? I don't know if you know this, but sometimes truck drivers have their own sponsors. Okay. I had one. I was, I Explain. Was, I was sponsored by Mothers Polish. Okay. Uh, back in the day, I actually had to go to Mother's in Huntington Beach, and this and that got sponsored. So kind of put the logo on the truck and this and that. But uh, Big B, because I follow him and good friends with him, he's got a Traeger, uh, I think, sponsorship. And they wrapped, so he got he has a Traeger with the front front end table or whatever, and they wrapped, I don't know who does his graphics. He, he gave him props on it, but... On the table, it looks like the whole scene from Cousin Eddie's house from the first vacation. <laughs> and, and, you know, where they show up to the house to go visit them with, with the, the dead aunt or whatever. And they're all sitting around the table and eating, cooking hot dogs and all the stuff. And, but then they put in, um, in the background, the Team Green box van from back in the day, sitting back by the barn. I don't know if you saw that, but it, I thought that was kind of cool. No, um, I'll post it up. I'll post it up for those watching. Yeah, yeah, but he's always got some kind of like crazy tricks with his Traegers. Hey, that's cool. cool. Sponsored by Traeger? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I did not, I did not see that. I I saw the, uh, I saw the post from Kenny Day or Fox that put up about the Christian Craig. You know, they have a name for it. I need, I need to look it up real quick. But they, they basically. They showed how a romp to, him. They showed how to put it on, you yeah. know, and yep. the, the design of it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that's you talk about innovative. I mean, that's an innovative. Is the zipper in the front or the back? I don't, it, I don't think there is a zipper. It's not a zipper. Just fits. Well, you keep saying onesie, so I remember my zipper went a, from my toe up to my chest. I think it's got a little zipper like one right here. long zipper. A zipper right here. No, you not look, look at black. look at look at the post. You can follow Fox Moto and you can yeah. see. But you know they they I want to say they call it like the speed suit or something. Don't you know? Don't don't hold me to that because I might be wrong. But I'll I'll look it up when we're, when we're talking. But you know just that kind of stuff leading up to it. You know, I mean, I'm watching Aaron Kane with Oakley, following him on social media. New innovations is what you're saying. Seeing seeing him getting yeah. you know new riders or get, you know getting their product out and getting everything ready. So that was fun for me leading up. And, and I think that's where a lot of the hype of A1 comes from, right? So they hype this race up so much. And we talked about this before we started this episode. We were we were just sitting here kind of chit-chatting. And they they talk about A1 being the pinnacle race. And then, obviously, Daytona's got its own vibe as well. I, I don't necessarily know if I agree with A1 having so much credibility other than the fact that you get to see everybody for the first time. So these guys that have done all this work in the off season, trying to figure out where they're at, where they stack up with the rest of the guys. This is the first time you're seeing, you know, riders on a new brand of bike with a new number or new gear, whatever, new graphics. I think that's where the hype comes from is that everything's new at A1 because it's the first round. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. I I don't think it has the 
prestige. I think it's more just since it's the first round, it's very exciting. Yeah. But I, I did hear James say he put it on the same level of like a, a Daytona, which I do. I disagree with. I, it's just the first round. It's it's a wild and crazy time, and you see everybody for the first time of the year. I think that's where the excitement well, comes Well, on top from. of that, I think we talked about it on the last episode. It, look at all the guys in the 450 class now, and like it's pretty damn stacked, and so that makes it even extra exciting. Yeah. You know, so well, and just you're back racing. Yeah, you know, you took you take all this time off. You know, you go months of not being able to follow your you know sport that you're passionate about. You know, it's just like the the time after the Super Bowl, right? So you go from the Super Bowl and all summer long, you have nothing until you get into preseason. And people that are huge football fans, I mean, this is the the kickoff of the season mm-hmm. for equivalent to football. A one is what that is for us. So still a lot more racing to go. But what do you what do you think of all the hypes about Peter? I think it's mainly why they hype it up a lot is because it's one of the few times you see everyone race full. Like no one's injured. Yeah. Don't have to worry like everyone else. Like look at Nate Thrasher. He's gonna be out, I think, by the looks of it, his collarbone. I think yeah. he broke. Yeah, he's on TV right now and he's 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 holding that thing, so yeah. it's not looking good for him. In the back of the medical mule on, on the replay from last night. Uh no, I, I agree with that. You know, yeah. everybody starts the season off, you know, as healthy as you can. Obviously, there was down a few, you know, yeah. a couple minor, minor, you know, Masterpool wasn't there. Um, Colt Nichols Colt wasn't Nichols. not there, you know, but still uh, stacked. Majority. Yeah, stacked field. Majority were there. Obviously, as the season goes on, you probably end up losing a few, you know, throughout the season just because of the nature of the game. But, yeah, I, I could I could definitely agree with that. Why? why a one would get more of a hype is because everybody is you know there and healthy and, and happy but all right so outside of the overview and leading up to a one one of the the things that i noticed in some of the pictures there of being in the pits what's your thoughts on the blue number plate yellow 18 on that honda it's actually purple yeah, that's yeah. It's supposed pur- to be pur- blue, purplish. Yes. Oh, it good. I, be, yeah. I thought it was going to be a weird color. You're saying it's purple. Purple. Okay. I, I think it. I think it looks purple too. And it's supposed and, to be the. If it's supposed to be blue, then I'm colorblind. Well, uh, if you go to Racer X, Davey kind of explained it, and I can't remember how he explained it, but I think that's the color they wanted. Yeah. And the old style when they back when Bailey and those guys ran, it was a blue. Yeah. With a, a yellow or a gold number or yeah, yellowish when was, colored number. When it was Camel Supercross. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So why? Okay. So naturally, the evolution of that is purple. Well, I think what what Peter was trying to say is that they they were trying to match <laughs> the SMX logo colors. Because last year they were like, that purple in that mm-hmm. light yellowish color oh that could be they were trying to match the smx logo to the plate to show that that was the smx champion right so when he's not running the red plate which now he has earned yeah so then so so then home skill it's going to run red and there's no more purple next weekend yeah and unless unless he loses the 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 red plate then he goes back to that blue or purple yeah but i'm just going to give my opinion on that not a fan no not a fan either well why not? not I just do not like the color combinations on the number plate, especially on well, a really, Honda. Really, you can't tell what color it is until you're close to it. Yeah, but even that, I mean, I it's just like I thought it looked good on the Honda. Yeah, what what is is it just how it looks that you don't like or yes. what? Just, I don't like it. Yeah. It looks better on a KTM. 
I don't I don't know. I don't not. Or what about the principle behind it? What do you think about that? I get the idea you're trying to show who the SMX champion, previous SMX champion was, because they said that, you know, he's gonna run it this for four fifties and then Deegan's gonna run it on East Coast. Yeah, Deegan's gonna have it, they said. So I get it and maybe it'll look better on a Yamaha, but I just I just don't like that color combination and I'm, it's just personal preference, I, I would say. I mean I'm just it did it did remind me of the camel, you know, back in the day supercross seeing, you know, Stanton or somebody come out there with that blue and Yeah, and, and you knew though that that's what designated him the champion. But yeah. it, I yeah, think people it was were a, in question last night because there's a lot of new people that don't understand what that was. Cause I don't think it was explained that he was going to come out Yeah, and you know, I did not catch that. I was, I did not, I don't know if it was posted anywhere. I, I wasn't paying close enough attention, but when he came out, I was like, who made that decision Yeah, to let him run that, that background. I didn't find out about it till Friday Yeah, when they posted photos of the bike and I knew what it was for obviously cause he's the world supercross champion. But well, it's not. Even- it was definitely Barney purple. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm with you. It reminds me. Do you remember like when uh, when Heath Voss won the FIM World Supercross title, and then there was like two champions in in '07 or something like that, and it's it just feels so contrived. Like, oh, let's make it something else. It's I don't know. It's yeah. just. Well, yeah. that that's kind of how I feel right now because you've got. Jet with that color plate indicating that he's the SMX champion, but then you've got Sexton running the number one plate. It's like... For this series. I get it. I get it. You know, Supercross series, Chase won. But he doesn't have that color number plate. Like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, no, It's. I think it's confusing. What's up with that guy on the red bike who's got that purple background? Yeah, and then you got this other guy that's running the number one plate. I mean, I get he's number one, but... Who's this number number eighteen? With the, why is his background like that? He, well, you know, he screw up his graphics. Yeah, he's a he's a super motocross champion. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's all good. I mean, I guess if you make all the money last year, you get to wear purple on your plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing one thing I did read again. Don't know much truth about this, but I think this was on uh, one of Pulp's comments or tweets or whatever that they were actually going to have Jet come out last for opening ceremonies. And Dazzy... That is wrong. Dazzy actually went and said, no, that's not right. You need to make Chase come out last. I 100% believe that. Mm-hmm. That Feld would would put him last. Well, if you think about it in the SMX terms, then Chase is, or not Chase, Jet is your champion in the SMX overall. But in Supercross series, Chase is. And that's what we're in, the Supercross series. Yeah. He's the overall champion, but he doesn't need to be introduced last. So that's... The Supercross well, champion is last. That tells me that there's maybe more emphasis or importance on the SMX over the one single series of Supercross. That could that, very well... That's why they wanted the it to be done yep. that way. Yeah, maybe I'll, one day... I'll go for that. Yeah. But I do think that's pretty stand up, stand up of of Dazzy to go in absolutely there and say Dazzy's got class. Yeah, he like, does. No, we're not going to do it this way. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was that was kind of cool. Another comment from the race this weekend before we get into actual results and riding. The green lights, leader like lights. I don't like it. They're too bright. I do not like them. No, it's, they were around last year. 
they tried them they, last year. They didn't run it. Yeah. I don't think they ran them for every. They ran them for sure. Is the only time I really noticed it was the playoffs. They were yeah. blue. No, last they, year were blue. I remember them being on there when we went to Anaheim 2 last year. I remember seeing some of them, but it was like almost you got kind of handpicked of who had the lights on their bike and who didn't. I honestly now th- everybody has them because even in the LCQ they're running leader lights in the LCQs and in the 250 LCQ you had four different leaders and all of them had the leader lights on. The only thing I didn't like is the leader light didn't stay fast enough with who was in the lead. Like the guy in second in the in the 250 LCQ he he was leading so his lights were on. And then he got passed, and the lights didn't turn off. They no, stayed they're stuck. And they're, they're, they're getting a little crazy. I think that I think that lights more for um, the, the people. No, no, the people at the race. Yeah, to see because where honestly, RJ's Hampshire's bike was lit up the whole time. Well, they didn't show him the whole time on TV, right? Because he he yard sold everybody. But I, I, me, I thought I thought those lights were like when you watch a football game and you see all the lines and stuff on the on the field or whatever. People were, can't actually see that. I thought I thought those. I didn't know that they were actual. You thought light. it was superimposed on the. I screen? thought it was superimposed on the bike. Yeah, no. Yeah. And so is there a guy flipping a switch somewhere? That's what I thought last I don't, year. I don't know if it's off of that or if it's off of the transponder. I'd love to know how it works. Because the the, re, the reason why I said the guy that got passed that was in first in the LCQ when he I'll went ask. to second, his his light stayed on for a little while. And I'm like, well, maybe it has to do with the transponder, that the transponder you might switch it up. is signaling, yeah. okay, now we need to change it to this guy. Can the rider see the, that light? As bright as is, I'm sure. Maybe a well, little if he's yeah, supposed to be looking down there anyhow, what are you looking? Because down? once I found out it was real, because I was very naive on that that whole light situation, yeah. I was like, man, I wonder if that would bother the guy. That's, you know, if you can see the light, if it would be a distraction. Yeah. So I have a question. Who? Let's. We'll have to figure this out. Who? Who is selling the leader lights? Who is the vendor for the leader lights? Who puts on the leader lights? When do the leader lights go on? The mechanic for sure puts that leader light. Well, like no, 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 no outside who, who, source is touching meaning, that bike. Meaning, what riders get it? Does if we were to ask HBI now, everybody has. Them. I think everybody's got them now. You, yeah, but does it go on before the night show or until you make the night show? Do they go on? I don't know. I, I think would, it's I like would, a transponder to where it's on from the the beginning of the day. That looks yeah. like a little more than a transponder uh, worth of, of of wiring, though. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's got to be done through tech inspection or something like where they. Provide it to everybody. And who gets it? Everybody. Yeah. I'm gonna Anybody can be in the lead at any time. Especially in the LCQ. You so know. it's just part of a... Uh, I think I think everybody now is, has the opportunity to have them on their bike. As, as standardized as numbers on a number plate, now leader lights on triple clamps. Yeah. I, I heard next year they're going to put brake lights on the back fender. <laughs> no. Might as well. So, so you know when the guy in front of you is slowing down a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, slowing down for, <laughs> I'm slowing down for this corner. They have it in Formula One. And then by, but yeah, by Indy 20, cars. yeah, Formula One. And, and by 2027, I heard that they're going to put blinkers for each corner. You got to change your oh, blinker sure. on. Mount it to the back of the mirror so they, <laughs> mount it to the back of the mirror so they can't you're see not, it. You're not right. You're not. I'm just right. saying, like, you know. Don't mention that around somebody at Formula One. That, hey, all right, boys, that's purple as purple gets. Yeah, so we're we're watching the replay. <laughs> yeah, but you're sitting where I sit. I mean, I'm way up in this booth, like 2,100 miles away, and I can't see that's that color. Yeah, but Dookie, <laughs> you're old and colorblind, bud. 
Oh, God, there's Jason Anderson, who I owe Duke a horrendous apology for because he called such a good a good uh, a shot on that uh, 21 That's of J.A. That's controls the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Duke's getting us some inside knowledge here. So I'm not Stevie Wonder or Jeff Hoover? <laughs> Stevie oh, Wonder. Oh, Stevie Wonder's the one that controls the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense now. It's all coming exactly, together. Exactly. He's the one that painted the number plates too. <laughs> all right. So go go on out beyond our our number plates and our green light things. I want to start talking about some of the the biggest surprises, the biggest letdowns, and then talking about the results of the race. So I'm going to start. You know, heat races. Was there anything that jumped out to any of you in the heat races? Yeah. Volan. Go ahead. I think Voland from the years on KTM to now is a huge jump. That was going to be my number one. The heat, the heat race surprise to me the most was Volan, and then I would also say in the 450s, not necessarily a huge surprise, but Roxon and Webb, I, I think most of us doubted some, you know, some of their ability. I don't, I think if you look at even the comments on YouTube and our own picks, I don't think all of us had, you know, Webb up there that high. And I think Roxon was kind of iffy. I said P6. Yeah, but P6 is, you know, different than going out there and put the hammer down in the heat race and, and winning it. Uh, uh, yeah, overall, I said P6, 6-7. Six, <clears throat> Honestly, the heat races, and I'll never doubt Ken Roxon. Yeah. Um, he got wrapped up in, the obviously, the first lap, but... Dude, the guy the guy crushed that heat race. Yeah, and as well as Webb, but um, yeah, the, Kenny really stood out for me in the in the heat race. He's he'll be there for yeah. sure. Well, I I agree with Peter on the Volan thing. Very surprised on Volan. I think that we had been vocal on a previous episode last year and and were pretty critical on Volan about having a factory ride and the results that he was putting in and. I think at some points not even making a main event, you know, last year we were pretty critical on him. But I, I will say that that heat race when I was watching, I was like, okay, this guy's this guy's well, for real. More than likely riding for one factory and, and what do you call it, failing? Right. It opens your eyes or somebody has knocked you in the head hard enough yeah. to realize, hey, you only don't only get so many of these chances. Yeah. Let's go. And some of the guys, some of the guys, you know, I've asked Peter here. He races right now, you know, like getting a fresh start, um, getting on a new bike or whatever, kind of could sometimes rejuvenate you. Sure. And and the guy is gonna go out there and try for Mitch, obviously, and Mitch can crack the whip, you know, and and and, and every team personnel staff, it setup, all matters. Bikes, you know, Absolutely everything matters. Everything fits everybody differently. Yeah. I mean, if if you look at you know, Max last year on the KTM versus, you know, last night on the Cowie, night and day difference, in my opinion. Yeah. But then you also look at standout for me in the in 250s was Juju. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I, I, that's my surprise. I Juju. was I was surprised by Juju. And, yeah. and, you know, Bomber on the 929 on the KTM, he made that KTM work just fine. Absolutely did. I mean, you know. That, but that's the thing. Like you said, outside of riding the bike, there's a lot of factors that go into it and yeah. there's, there's different attitudes. There's yeah. different, you know, I I've seen gotten, I'm not calling anybody out, but I've seen, you know, negative reinforcement and positive reinforcement. And, you know, sometimes people's personalities don't drive. 
Sure. You know, and if you have one bad race and if they don't, if you, if you don't think that those guys are supporting you a hundred percent, even after a bad race, it could get your brain screwed up, you know? Yeah. So I think it's a good start for, for him. Yeah. You know, and fresh start and he's right. Maybe the bike, like I said earlier, maybe the bike suits him a little bit better. Suits him better. Yeah. Well, while we're still talking about the heat races, I want to talk about the 450 heat race. Number one, obviously probably the biggest storyline of the night, the biggest shock of the night starts in the 450 heat race. Number one with Hunter Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Freeze getting the whole shot. Great jump. I mean, controlling the pack going into the turn, moves over on to, to Hunter. My opinion, I want to hear the rest of you guys' opinion, but my opinion, Freeze controlled the corner. Absolutely. He had he had the majority. He had the bike link. You know, he, he was ahead of everybody else. So his moves kind of dictate what the rest do, and I feel like Hunter was just kind of in the bad, wrong place at the wrong time, I guess you could say is freeze is moving over but he's got kenny on his inside really nowhere to go hits the back of freeze and he goes down i know on the broadcast you know jt even made the comment of you know well i've had my issues with freeze in the past i don't i don't i don't see that being freeze's fault i mean what do you think no he's a marked man yeah so when something goes haywire and he's in the vicinity they point the finger at him yeah it's a right hand turn the guy's turning right yeah. You know, like he's not cut I mean, he was he was half a bike length, three quarters of a bike length ahead of Hunter. Yeah. Probably actually a full bike length, honestly. You know, I mean that's just a racing incident. Right hand turns are tough. They're actually kind of dangerous. Yeah. Because you can't get to that brake pedal. Right. You got your right foot out and yeah. you, exactly. you got your right brake pedal. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. <clears throat> going going through the heat races watching obviously we're cheering on we've got personal relationships we've had you know plenty of previous people on these episodes that we've done on on the podcast we get to the lcqs man there's a lot of people that i mean notable names notable people and i'm going to talk about the 450s specifically i'm not going to talk too much about the 250s in the lcq but other than the the last lap or the last corner pass yeah. of the 250s was unbelievable. Yeah. But in the 450s, obviously, Hunter, again, terrible start. Almost goes down in the first turn, saves it, works his way back all the way up to fifth, goes for the last turn pass, doesn't make it. So Hunter, by far, the biggest name in the LCQs that doesn't make it. I mean, I, I had them in my top five. Uh, most people had them. Yeah, almost everybody. Yeah, even the even the, the people that commented on YouTube, major, mm-hmm. majority of them had Hunter in their top five. And the guy doesn't even make the main event. But you look at some of the other names. Number 44, Josh Hill. Number 62, Kevin Morans. Number 66, Justin Starling. Number 67, Benny Bloss. You got people like Jerry Robin, Tristan Lane, Logan Carnow, Cartwright. I mean, these guys were main event guys last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Starling made every main but one last year and didn't make it at A1. Benny Bloss, you know, ben, Benny made majority of the mains, if not all of them, last year until he got, I think he got hurt in Nashville, um, but made most of the mains. He didn't make it, you know. You don't get the number 44 Josh Hill, you don't get number 44 
because you had a bad season the previous year. I mean, that's a that's a fairly low number. That's that's a guy that you would expect to see in the main event. And to have that that list of people that don't even make it just shows how stacked that class really is. I mean, is there is there anybody I, I think all of us can agree Hunter's a huge surprise. Absolutely. But is there anybody in that list outside of, of Hunter that you're like, man, I I really expected that guy to be there? Uh, I thought that that beta team would do better. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Nichols must have got hurt at the last minute. Nichols got hurt right before. John Short. Yep. Filled in for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. He didn't do very well. No. Nope. But Benny was running good, but I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a bike problem. He rode off. Right. With his mechanic on the back. So I. I but I thought they would at least. Yeah. I thought they'd make the main. Yeah, I, I agree. Because Benny could push him through it, if anything, you know. Yeah. Well, and like we <clears> that talk, kind of surprised me, you know. We talked about on the last episode, and I've I've already mentioned it once on this episode is when you think about Justin Starling, who yeah. made all but one main last year, and then this year, I actually was texting back and forth with him right before this episode started. He didn't even line up for the LCQ DNS. So I texted him. I was like, "Hey, you okay? You know, you what's going on?" And he was like, "Man, had a mechanical something happen in his in his heat race. Ended up trying to get it fixed. wasn't yeah. able, wasn't able to get it fixed. wasn't able to line up for the LCQ. Going to be making some some changes this weekend." But he said, "Just overall, that the, is bad luck." He said the weekend yeah. was just miserable for mechanical. Him. You know, yeah. and nothing, oh. nothing you can do about that. No, and that, it's like we were just sitting here watching at the time the, the replay. Can, I mean, you, look at Phil Nicoletti. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, we're sitting there watching him made the main event, and then goes out for the hot yeah. lap, and bike doesn't run. So, big, big surprises to me, I would say, on a few of those. You know, not necessarily Josh Hill, but still, I, I think there's there's a group there that I, I was surprised. They were late entries too, both the Hill brothers. But you know, the Hunter thing to me, yep, uh, even in the LCQ. Um, homeboy was like third to last, right? And and he and he almost got in. Obviously, right. the very yeah. last corner. So like speed, speed his, is there. his speed is there. Obviously, yes. you know he had some issues Luck. with starts. Luck. There's a lot of pressure on that guy. Well, think about nerves. There, a lot of people, yeah, you know, nerves has to do with a lot of pressure as well. I mean, his first race in the 450 class, um, everybody's talking about him, right? You know, there's, there's, he, he feels like he has to go out there and perform, obviously. And yeah. I feel like his family feels that way too. And Honda definitely feels that way. Sure. You know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it for him. And it honestly doesn't surprise me his first race out that there was some freaking jacked up mistakes. Well, and I, I even liked after the 450 main on the podium, you know, when, when Jet straight out said my nerves were, were through the roof, yeah. you know I mean? He's like, I, I would be lying to you if, if my nerves weren't yeah. there. And I guarantee you Hunter had the same thing. And then you think about lining up at that LCQ for Hunter. Well, you just remembered what happened to him in, in the heat race. So he's trying to avoid that happening again. Yeah. Ends up getting essentially a terrible start terrible. in the LCQ. Right. But the speed was there to go from, from basically dead last and, and almost past for fourth right. into it. You know, I mean, I don't think anybody can doubt or question the speed. I I think the nerves, the first time being on a 450, yep. A1, and, and that's the, that's what I go back to when we talk about the vibes, you know, and we talked about this before the episode started. I, I wouldn't put a whole lot 
of weight on where everybody finished no. at A1 compared to where they're going to be for the season. Right. You know, I mean, like we said, A1. Everybody's healthy. Get out of there. They're out of there. You know. I think the most important thing for Hunter to do is just let it go. Yeah. Obviously, I know it's hard to do for a racer. You know, like, it's going to be on his mind throughout the week. But, like, come come back home or whatever they're doing during the week, let it go, move on to the next. And, and because you know, the guy's fast, Yeah. you know, and as long as he just puts that behind him and goes on to the next weekend, he's perfectly capable of getting on a podium, just like we all thought. Right. You know? So here's the only thing I got to think about. And this is something I thought of this morning. What do you think is going through his mind this morning when he watches his brother go out there and his, they kept saying it's his first 450 Supercross, which technically, yes, yeah. in the Supercross series, but he did race those SMX rounds on the 450 also. Yeah. You know, that's why he's running that background. Yeah, that it's, for t- it's for TV, man. Yeah, I get it. So there's a little bit of TV drama added into that. Yeah. You know, first first ever Supercross race, and he wins it. The first person to ever do that in the 50-year history of the sport, blah, blah, blah. But what do you think Hunter's thinking about when he wakes up this morning like, man, my brother – just went out there and won on his very first race, and I didn't even make the main. You think that's eating at him? Yeah, I'm sure he's like, I had a terrible nightmare last night, and yeah, it's still going. Yeah, when am I going to wake up? Yeah. Well, I think I think he like I like I said, he's got to put that past him. Yeah. I think it gives him more drive and ambition now after that race to come out swinging the following weekend and be like, nah, I'm not an LCQ guy. I'm, you know, I'm Hunter Lawrence. Right. And, and, and I think he will. Yeah. I think Absolutely, he will. Absolutely. I think he will. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I would. He'll change. be riding tomorrow morning. Yeah. I don't know if Guaranteed. I would, if I would change much of my, my top five, even after watching it. No, I'll put him, I'll put him in my top five again for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we, we went through the heat races. We went through the LCQs. What would you guys say? was your biggest surprise or your biggest letdown when we're talking when we get into the mains? Biggest letdown? I'd say Joe Shimoda. Yeah. I mean, bad starts in the heat and the main. Came back from – he did good coming back, but he's just still like those bad starts did not help him at all. No, they did not. Definitely did not. Biggest surprise? Again, bowling. Yeah. I just couldn't believe the way he came out compared to what he had been the last couple of years. Yeah. What about you, Shane? Anything on the mains? Uh, Biggest surprise or letdown? Anderson really impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would agree with that. That was uh, that was quite a performance from Anderson, man. To be honest with you, um, I mean, he always does pretty good at Anaheim. I feel. Yeah. Um, hopefully, honestly, I want Anderson to carry that momentum throughout the season. You know, I, hopefully he does. Um, biggest letdown is my guy Mookie, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just... P, P11 on the night for Mookie, not a great night for no. him. He not, needs to stay off the fishing boat and freaking, you know. Not a great night for AC. P12 for AC. You know, we we had him and we even talked I, about... I put him on my top five. Didn't hear <laughs> nothing from him yeah. all weekend. Nothing. All day. Nope. Nothing. Nope. Nothing qualifying, heat races... Nothing. But like we like we've like we've said the every time we talk, dude, this, the four fifty class is out of control right now. It is, you know, and and honestly, for him to get where he got, it might make sense. I think that they that some of those guys laid low. Yeah, they, they get they're healthy the... and get through even next week too. Same thing. Yeah, 
I mean, what do they always say? The series doesn't start until Daytona. You know, yeah. you got to get there to be well, there. You, and they get sorted out, see where they're at. You know, they're not out of it. Well, and none of these guys have raced. You know, right. they're all at a practice track, you know, yeah. running the same track, watching their lap times. Yeah, they're not settled in. Yeah, and the settings on the bike are going to change. These first, especially these first five rounds, I mean, the bike's going to be changing every weekend because race pace and race mode is totally different than, than practice track. We've been having some issues. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But I, uh, I, uh, well, when you look, when you, you, look, you know what the worst thing is, honestly, like after a race like this, who, whichever one of these guys that goes back and, and struggled and goes and tries to reinvent the wheel are the ones that aren't going to do good the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. That's my so opinion. You can start taking yeah. steps I, I backward. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you look at the, and, and I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, I had Tomac doing a lot better than P9. I, I thought Tomac was going to be up there battling with Jet. I, I thought the Tomac of last year, the, the champion contender winning races, you know, yes, I understand, I understand he went through a major, you know, injury and surgery and rehab, but a P9 is not where I saw Eli Tomac, and I'll tell you, a no. P, P10 is not where I saw Ken Roxon. Well, Ken crashed. Yeah, Kenny and Mookie crashed together on that start. Yeah, I, Again, results are result. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. I I just I know Kenny worked his way up to tenth. Yeah. Um, but still, it's not where I had them overall. They said it on the broadcast that that possible. You know, Eli's probably going to race his way into shape. Yeah. You know, and 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 he'll he'll be there top five for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the first race. Uh, he hasn't raced in a long time. These guys have been racing. You know, and, and I think uh, he—that's a true statement. I think he—he's gonna have to race his way into shape. Well, we've we've talked which about which sucks in the beginning. <laughs> like well, it's he's terrible. letting things develop in front of him. Yeah, that's how I think. Yeah, yeah. If, um, I have a definitely the most surprising for me, Cooper Webb. I was wrong. Yeah. So we I was super wrong. We we we. I know we mentioned talk about your biggest surprise and your biggest letdown, and we kind of went more down the path of the letdowns. <laughs> yeah. But on my notes that I have right here, my biggest surprise, number one, was Webb. Mm -hmm. I think somebody made a comment or posted somewhere online. Again, don't know the accuracy behind it or the truth behind it, but said he's down almost 20 pounds compared to Paris. I mean, looked in great race shape, race form, speed was there, all over Anderson the entire main event until he goes down. The result, you know, getting a, a P6... It, that's not where he was, you know. I mean, no, he, no. he should have gotten. In, in my opinion, he should have gotten a P two. I think. I think he could have gotten Anderson. He, he was. He oh was, yeah. He was right there with him. He was all Twice. over him. Anderson yeah. was in the way. And and I think if he was a little bit more aggressive, he probably could have been. But again, first race of the year. Let's get through the race. Let's not ruffle the walls. I was, I was looking forward to the last lap of that race. Yeah, yeah. honestly, because I knew that Cooper would have. And and they even said on the broadcast like the the more the track deteriorates the better Cooper gets you know and yeah. and which is a true statement because we've all seen it until it bit him but well I mean that that little kicker didn't like the Yamaha so I don't know what it was <laughs> no it did not so no it did not so that was one of my on the biggest surprises the other one again I don't I don't think I gave him enough credit on the last episode and I'll I'll admit when I'm wrong and you know put credit where credit is due and I'm gonna say Dylan Ferrandez mm -hmm. yeah. I did not see 
in theirs, again, I've we've given credit with Heath Harrison, with David Eller, with Phoenix Honda. I think they're a great team. They're a great group of guys. They have treated us like royalty every time we've been around their semi and we're parked next to each other at the amateur or pro races. But I did not see a Phoenix Honda beating most of these factory guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about the, the list of names of people behind him, which – Granted, some of that was self-induced, like Cooper Webb, you know, the crash. It yeah. was gifted a little bit. He's, yeah. a, he's a racer. Yeah, but, you, you know, when you, you think about Justin Barsha, Justin Cooper, Eli Tomac, Ken Roxon, Malcolm Stewart, Adam Cianciarillo, Christian Craig. I mean, every one of those riders I just named is on a factory team that he beat. And it's, you know, I know they're getting great support. Phoenix Honda has a great outfit, and, and I'm not knocking phoenix honda by any way shape or form but that's not a factory team and you got this guy that left a factory team went to phoenix honda and just beat a bunch of factory guys now granted it's one race yeah right we'll see where it shakes out through the remainder of the year but i do i do want to say webb was probably my my biggest surprise my second was was ferrandis in the 450s yeah what about um Another surprise, AP. Well, see, I, I, I don't necessarily think I consider that a surprise because if I'm not mistaken, I'm the only one that put AP in my top five. So it wasn't a surprise to you. I had AP in fifth uh, on mine. I had, you know, my picks, which we're going to get into because we got to figure out who won all that. And there's another side bet, too, that we've got to talk about. But I had AP7 in my top five, and for him to finish P4 – I kind of thought that's where he would be. And I, I have a feeling, granted, again, Cooper going down, it kind of got gifted to him for a P4. He would have been P5 if Coop doesn't go down. Mm-hmm. So he, he would have finished exactly where I thought he would. So that's not not necessarily a surprise for me. It might be, you know, for you guys that didn't pick him. Um, but Well, I'm, I'm starting to think that the – I was I would always uh, identify – Christian Craig and Aaron Plessinger almost like in the same in the same vein, right? Yeah. And so I was expecting Craig to be five to tenth. Yeah. And I think AP actually he may be a a the next level above a Christian Craig. Yeah, he might be like a three to six. He may be. I think I did mention on the last episode though that I feel AP's got something to prove after almost winning last year. Right. And I think I think he's he's more motivated. He's had quite a bit of time on that bike. Dude, the dude's got heart. Yeah. I mean, you saw what happened when he almost won that race last year and goes down the emotion. I mean, that's real raw emotion yeah. that, that comes out after it. And I hope it happens this year. I hope sure. I hope I so too. I hope he wins. But I will I will say one two. thing that, that Tyler you just brought up and it was one of the letdowns that I did not talk about much because I don't know what happened, but that was Christian Craig. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what happened to him. P20. I mean, that's... that's. I think, yeah. Mechanical? I don't know. Something. I, I, I don't know. I didn't reach out. I didn't, I didn't try and ask. The only, only one I talked to today was, was Starling. Um, but anyway. And I think that, yes, uh, Hunter is a letdown. But, I mean, he may be hurt or something. That was really weird. He just, like, mailed it in in that LCQ. Who? Hunter. Well, I mean... He hit the ground pretty, 
pretty hard. I'm thinking hey, he may be he hurt. hurt pretty he hard hit, on Friday. Yeah, he yeah. hit press the ground day. on Friday too. Yeah, press day he went down, and then a first turn get off. Yeah, in the in the heat race was pretty good. Hey, old Prado didn't do bad. I was no, just, I was, I was just, <laughs> I was looking he hung through. right in there. He got a shot. First, yep. first freaking race. Heck yeah. I was looking through the list right here. My very next topic was going to be, is it, is it Prado? Or? Jorge Prado. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a GP uh, guy, just his first. He's a whole shot artist, though. Dude, dude. He was up front. Yeah. I mean, he had a good great. start. I mean, he faded, definitely. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's used to the race pace or the duration or whatever, yeah. but he definitely faded. Yeah. Ended up P thirteen, but still, it was it was cool to see. Yeah, you know, another name, another another star on the on the track. You know, um, another one that I was surprised with in the heat race, but then had a its situation with Freezy in the main event. Dean Wilson. Dean had a pretty good heat race go, mm-hmm. and then apparently something happened between Dean and. Freezy in the main. I didn't. I yeah, didn't. I didn't see I don't it. Know. I didn't hear. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I guess there was some type of confrontation between the two after. And they've got. They've had problems at that the, ain't the first that, yeah. at, at the World <laughs> Supercross. They got into a couple different times. Yeah, kind of a kind of a quiet night though there for uh, for both Justins, and I'm talking about Justin Barsha and Justin Cooper to come in with a seventh and an eighth. Not many people talking about them. I mean, that was Cooper's first 450 race, yeah. you know, and that kind of a quiet night for them. But I, I would assume that that at least Jay Coop, maybe not necessarily Barsha, but Jay Coop's got to be happy with a top 10. Absolutely. You know, in your first race, you get through a P8 and an A1. He's got to be happy with that. What about uh, our, our man, RJ, in the 250s? Put on a clinic. Nailed it. Didn't crash. Did not did crash. not crash. If if he can continue to do that throughout the season, I don't see much competition for him. Looks in good shape. He looks really good right now. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple squirrely moments. We were talking about the right. very beginning, yep. like the first three or four turns. I think he was just charging, trying to find his way and fight his way to get. Well, if it ain't squirrely, it ain't RJ. I know. That's right. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> but I. I do, I, and I don't want to call him a surprise because I picked him as my number one 250 guy to win the 250s, and he and he did. So I, that's not a surprise for me. You just like his name. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's my hometown boy, man. RJ. But I, I think that if if he stays healthy and can keep it on two wheels, that I think I think That'd he's he's got to be the favorite right now. Got to be the favorite, which I I think there was a little bit of a question mark to it with some of the. Shimoda moving over to Honda, some of the changes at PC and the Star Yamaha boys. I mean, Smith went went good in his heat race. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he, and he did good even in the in the main. It's he came on strong at the end. Tough to see Thrasher go down. Yeah, you know, not not. He's had a rough go the last year, or so not pumped to see Thrasher go down. But but Smith, you know, winning the heat race and then P two overall in the main event. You know, I think Jordan's always good. good yeah, I think you know. I think Smith. Can can run with RJ to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think I think, I think if he between those two, if he they're going to compete a lot this year. If he would have gotten a better start, yeah, I think if Jordan would have gotten a better start, they would have been a little bit more of a battle there. But yep. did you did you guys get a feeling? I know Peter, you and I talked about this before the show started. Did you get a feeling a little bit of a one being one lined and the sense of not a ton of tight battling going on? It was almost where you started is where you. 
finished. Yeah, I, I noticed that. You know, I kind of got that vibe, and Peter and yeah. you and I were talking about that earlier. It's kind of like if you got a good start, you were there. Which, granted, I mean, Roxon had to come through the pack, and even in the LCQ, you know, Hunter had to come through the pack. But for the most part, at the beginning of the races, I mean, you you have to get the start. The start seemed to be very important at A1. Yeah, which is weird because it didn't, judging by the track map, it didn't look like it was going to be super one line. They did a good job not having a bunch of 90s and, and getting a good amount of 180s and stuff. I wonder if it was just riders being cautious, um, not wanting to do anything too drastic on yeah. the first one. Didn't seem like there was major changes in the rhythms. I know in the press day, Jet busted out the three, four, five. Gnarly. I don't think anybody did it during the main. I don't think anyone did. Um, you know, so did he do it during the main? No, no, no. I don't think anybody did. Um, but you know, to bust that out, that could have been an option. Maybe that was something he was keeping in his pocket. That if, if he, he ha- needed to, if he had to do it in the main, he would. But because he was out front and you know didn't necessarily need it. But I, I, I will say though that Jet didn't Jet didn't run away from you know, J.A. And, and Coop, you know, I mean, they, they stayed pretty consistent. I think he's getting really good, even from what I saw last year. I think he's getting really good at managing the gap. Yeah. Like A lot of people talked about that during the album. Yeah, like he, he, when he does lose ground or whatever, he gains it right back. Yeah. every Almost every time. Kind of yeah. kind of get to a spot. That he, he gets that pit in. board and he sees that they're closing in a little bit and the guy finds a little bit more. And, and I think he's getting really good at that. Yeah. yeah, so weird how you'll watch him, and it's it's floating between one and three seconds. So so managing the gap is is confidence that you if something happens, are you just not going to worry about? Think of every rider historically. I'm going to get out front, and I'm going to get a, a large enough gap to where if I make a mistake, it's not going to be catastrophic. I'm going to go as fast as I can and check out. Yeah. Whereas he seems to be riding like, let me manage the one to three second gap, and then if something happens, I'll figure out what happens at that point forward. But if I'm not, if I don't have to ride wide open, yeah. I'm not gonna. I I think they talked about that a lot during the outdoors. You know, him getting a big gap and then managing it. And I think at one point he said like he was only running at eighty percent, which how how you can how you can know what. well because because after doing so many laps on the track he's got to know where he, there are certain sections especially on supercross where he knows he can push it to you know gain a little bit more yeah not well, not entirely around the whole track but there's sections where he's like all right well i i lost a little ground last lap over over here in this section i'm just going to push it and, he, and the guy gains it right back yeah and it goes back to what shane was saying earlier if cooper gets past ja we would have seen we would have we would have seen what happens when with with exactly what jet can do to manage that gap when somebody like cooper webb is yeah coming, coming like a freight train coming yep now staying with the 250 i know i know we talked about you know i i called rj to win the race he did he did a great job how about juju pulling the whole shot Lead, yeah. leading yeah. the first lap absolutely you know that was impressive for a first first race you know coming from futures last year to to come out to your first a1 and i know that they debated about him racing west coast versus east coast and giving him more time to get ready and go to east coast and they said no let's you know let's just run it and go to west cool cool to see juju pull the whole shot lead the first lap well did Uh, he not get passed in the first lap and then make the pass back yeah yes yeah 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 so he was right aggressive yeah so he he got he got 
the whole shot and he was the first lap leader. And then after that, RJ took over and led every lap after that. Uh, but seeing some of those guys change around, you know, I, I do talking about what we, we mentioned earlier, you know, Joe Shimoda, I thought Joe was going to be more of a threat. Uh, seemed like he hit the ground a couple times. It's probably starts were absolutely terrible. Got to get those, got to get those yeah. figured out. Um, pretty impressed with Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I will say the PC boys Kitchen. They showed some some brilliance. Kitchen and Volan both. Uh, I, I was surprised with. I, I will say I, I did not. I did not think that that they would be in this in the situation. And then Jordan Smith, I, I think right now is probably going to be the biggest threat to RJ yeah. for the season. Um, bummer for Nate Thrasher. Not exactly sure on the extent of the injury just yet. I heard nothing or seen anything nothing. posted yet. Seen yeah, anything. Definitely a bummer deal for him though. But Tyler, do you have do you have all the picks uh, written down from from last episode of? Yeah. I mean, I I know, I I know mine because I wrote mine down and I, I picked Jet to win and obviously he won. But I had Eli at number two and Eli ended up P nine. I had Hunter at number three, which obviously Hunter doesn't even make the main. Ken Rocks and I had at four, which ended up P10. And then I had AP7 in my fifth place spot, which ended up P4. So I only had two riders in my top five. Crazy, right? Yeah, the one that won the race. And then AP7 I had in fifth, who actually ended up fourth. So um, that, that, that can't have, cannot have scored very well on our scoring. On my whole fantasy, I got nothing right yeah. at all. Well, on mine, I had three guys in the top five. Yeah, you you had J A, you had Sexton, Sexton, and, and Jet. Jet. Yeah, so you had three out of top five, just in different order. Right, right. I only had one. Who'd you have? Jet Lawrence. That's it for P two, and then the rest of the rest of these Yahoos are back in <laughs> screwing around in fifteenth, tenth <laughs> through fifteenth. Yeah. You know, I think also going back to why we were talking about track was one line was I think it was dirt. A lot of it was dirt. You see in the heat races, everyone mm-hmm. like Joe knifed the front end, Kitchen knifed the front end, Miller and the LCQ knifed his front end. I did notice a lot of the the front ends going. The only passes I saw a lot were after on those whoops. Whoever got the whoops down and got that pass, like where Jordan passed Juju. Yep. That was like the major passing point. In the pregame show, they, they stressed the sand section. I didn't think that was a problem at all. Mm-mm. No, I didn't. It didn't really eat. It, it, it didn't eat nobody up. Long rollers, and they yeah. were jumping through them pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it could have been dirt because they said there was a lot of moisture because they had rain come up, you know, it, in, when it gets evening time, the moisture starts coming up through the dirt. But on, on, honestly, too, that could be a combination of being in a hurry. You know, in, in the first race, and you're really trying to put it in there, and you're rushing it. I think that's what Cooper was doing really good was not rushing it. Yeah, patience. you know, he was just he was being paid, which that guy's always like that. Well, he's very mentally sharp. Yeah, so he's a smart racer, and so he was being patient, and he knew the track was slippery. And do you have the two? Do you have the two fifties? Yeah, I got every, I got both two fifty and four fifty. What was my two fifties? I know I had RJ first. Your two fifty was RJ Shimoda. Um, Smith. Smith is thirty-one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kitchen and Volan. So my top five was was the two fifty top five. Yeah. 
RJ Smith, Kitchen, Shimoda, Volan was the top five in two fifties. So my you, you nailed it. My two well, not in the exact order, but all his guys were there for sure. Yeah. Not it wasn't in the exact order, but my two fifty top five was the two fifty top five. No, nah, it was Shimoda though. You picked Shimoda. Yeah, Shimoda, Shimoda top was five. was top five. Oh, was he? Yeah, he got, he got fourth. Yeah, fourth. Uh, fourth. Yeah. Fourth. Volan got, got fifth. Volan got fifth. Yeah, it was R.J. Hampshire first, Jordan Smith oh, second. Well, R.J. nailed that one. Levi Kitchen <laughs> third, Joe nice, Shimoda fourth, smart. and Volan fifth. Oh, that's right. Joe almost got third, but then Very he wasn't close enough. Yeah. So my so my two fifty. Mine's screwed because I put I put Thrasher in there. Yeah, a bunch. But of the rest did. of the guys I had in there, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Did you have? You have Shane's four fifty and two fifty. Yeah, Shane's four fifty is terrible. Tomac, Jet, Hunter, Roxon. AC. Oh, that, that is terrible. And his 250 is Kitchen. Who's 57? Thrasher. Thrasher? Thrasher. Yeah. Uh, Shimoda, RJ, and uh, Jordan Smith. Yeah, so everybody there but Thrasher. Thrasher. Who's 34? Um, Defran. Okay. Ryder, Ryder DeFrancisco. Never heard nothing quiet, from him all night. Quiet, nope. quiet night. P9. Very quiet. Quiet night for him. And, uh, you know, honestly, there's a few in there. Talon Hawkins. Yeah. 18th. Yeah. You know, the number 35 of Talon Hawkins. Quiet night for him. Oldenburg. I think, did you pick Oldenburg or did you pick Oldenburg? Somebody on YouTube picked Oldenburg. Some, somebody on Oldenburg YouTube. Oldenburg was wrestling yeah, with the gate. gate. <laughs> yeah, he hit the gate at yeah. the, start of the start of the main. Um, You know, not not a, I mean, Mumford, quiet night, P10. Uh, March Please. Banks, P P seven, you know. Obviously, Nicoletti having the mechanical. Yeah. It looked like something electrical. We were talking about all the plugs on the last episode, mm-hmm. and they were changing everything. And I'm sure, I'm sure Phil had some choice words underneath that helmet for them. <laughs> well, yeah. no, Dookie, Dookie, what was your two fifty? Uh, I don't know because I only. Uh, it was Shimoda. Twenty four. It, yeah. it was Shimoda. Shimoda Di Francesco. Hampshire, Kitchen, Thrasher. Oh yeah, so you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, so your two fifties out of whack. Oh, oh, Tyler, oh, Tyler, oh, what was next week? <laughs> what was your two fifty? Um, it was Smith, Hampshire. No, no, Smith, Shimoda, Hampshire, Kitchen, DeFrancesco. Yeah, so your your only kicker would have been Ryder, Ryder D. Yeah, you didn't show. Yeah, <laughs> so you you had a pretty pretty good lineup there, but. So I definitely won the two fifties. Yeah, no, I I think um, very proud. Yeah, yeah, very proud of you. Very proud. Of you. So then we go over over to the four fifties. I know I terrible because I only had two. Duke, you had three, mm-hmm. and four fifties. Yes, three, three out of five, three out of five. Shane, what did you have? One, one. Yep. T- Tyler, what did you have? Three. I had eight. No, I had 18, four, or one. 18, one, and two. So me and Duke. Well, yeah. two two wasn't in the top five. Oh, never mind. Two was six. Yep. I just I like to two. pretend that I was 18, with Duke. 18, three, 94, one, and two was your picks. So it looks like Duke won. Thank you. Won the, won the 450. Yes. It looks like the only thing I can win is bets about Monster Girls. Yeah, which that's going to be the next one. Now, did we have, did we have any of the online... <laughs> So if you look at if you look at both top fives, I had five out of five in the two fifties. I had two out of five, so I had seven out of ten. Dookie, what'd you have? Seven out of ten? Uh, yeah. So I think that uh 
I had explained it like there was going to be a 250 and a 450 winner. Oh, was it? Yeah. So now we got to do two giveaways? Yeah. Who had the, I mean, most of the 450s online, the comments that I looked at. How was the online response, though? Was it, it pretty good? Yeah, it was good. There was quite a few people that, that really? put their their comments down. And, I mean, I think most of them had the people that we all thought, right? You know, the right. Hunter, oh, yeah. Eli, and Roxon. I mean, yeah. There, I'm sure there were some Barshes in there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there was anybody that picked a Ferrandis. Not many, if any, picked AP. I think I might have been the only one that had AP in there. Um, but you know, again, most of them, the Eli, the Roxon, you know, mm-hmm. Hunter, thinking that they're all going to be there. I mean, the 450s were kind of all over the place. That's online. my problem. I always pick the most obvious. I'm a terrible better. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad I didn't bet on 450s. I should have bet on 250s. So on the 450 side. There was the the 450 best guess was basically he got first and third in the right spot. He got Jet Lawrence and Sexton in the right spot. That was the closest anybody got in 450. But the other three weren't even there. Sparsha, Stewart, and Tomek. Oh yeah, not even close. And that was the closest one for the 450. Yeah, so technically Dukey won the 450s. And wow, shocker. <laughs> I'm not. I'm kind of surprised. Don't, that, be, about don't be surprised. Came, came out of left be. field with the JA pick. Hey, and he and he did it. And, and he did it. The two fifties. You'll wonder uh, why your tires are flat tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is, is I always pick Anderson. Two fifties uh, was wasn't showing in this race. And Anderson made me look like a. They did Hampshire. Like we talked about earlier, we haven't heard nothing from him all winter. Who, who was all, your best? You know? The best online two fifty. Uh, Hampshire Shimoda Thrasher Kitchen Voland. Yeah, so Thrasher threw that one out. So he. Yeah, but that's a good pick because he's yeah great great yeah. pick other than, yeah. other than Thrasher four out of five in the top five. Yeah. So and uh, yeah. Did anybody beat my five for five? No, not no. Not online? No. So we don't have so we don't have to do the giveaway. We can roll it the next weekend or what? Because um, didn't didn't we say on the last episode if you beat our picks, you put your picks online on the comments. If you beat our picks before race time gate drops, you know, the night show, before the night show started, we would give away either a beautiful pair of Oakley airbrake goggles like the ones I have right here in my hand that you can see on camera. These are fantastic. Oakley airbrake goggles that are brand new, or we talked about, you know, maybe a Fox gear or a Jersey or something, sunglasses, but that was if you beat our pick. So right now, if we split it up, I won the two fifties, Duke won the four fifties, and technically we tied as the overall. Yeah, I guess you, um, run it to San Francisco. Yeah. We run it to San Fran. Let's go. Is I want to f- get in on the, is it a fresh start? Board girl. Well, we, we need to do our picks for San Fran, uh, but we got to go over our other. We had one more bet. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That went over a $20 deal between Shane and myself that, what was the bet exactly? It was, it was the hair color of the 30-second uh, board. 450 main 30-second board monster girl. Yeah. I went with blonde. You went with blonde. I went with brunette. Um, you almost had a panic attack. I had a panic attack because... The girl for the 250 class was redhead, <laughs> and I thought they were just going to leave her out there for the 450, but they switched it up and brought out this really beautiful brunette. 
and I was super excited. I didn't even watch the main after that because I was just stoked on the win from the from the board girl. Yeah, because you were like, I never win anything. I never win nothing because yeah. I always pick the most obvious writers. But everybody that's watching on YouTube can see right here on the table. RJ I, pays his bets. I paid my bets. I, and I paid my bets. Not sure if I should double this up for next weekend. <laughs> double or nothing? No, I don't want to. You don't want to because you know why? Because they probably use the same it's, brunette it's for probably. every 450 main. <laughs> yeah. Redhead. So we have San Francisco next weekend. So we, we look at this race, and what we've learned is we've got a bunch of really fast guys in the entire 450 field. Uh, you know, guys that should be making mains that didn't. Um, and you look all the way back to, you know, the P12 and P P13 spots, and you've got factory guys out there. The lights class, I think you've got probably six to eight that could be a podium threat, you know, or a top five threat, you know, six to eight riders there that could be a podium threat on any weekend. So if we take what we watched last night and we roll it into San Fran for next weekend. Are you going to do picks yeah. on this show? Oh. Yeah, we're going to do picks again for San Fran. I wasn't Fran. ready for that. <laughs> well, start thinking. Oh gosh. So Tyler, we do we we do need to come up with, and we 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 can do it after after the show and sit down and come up with the exact formula. Because is it just how many riders total you had in the in the top five out of each class, or are you going to do some type of point structure <clears throat> about where they finished in each class? I mean, I guess I guess what I'll start with is just. The numbers game how many people you had and then the secondary tier would be if uh, there's a tie how many people you had in the right spot and then we'll go from there okay if we have to start like counting all of your top five and then and then basing the differences between the people the people you missed yeah well and i and i know that there there's ways that we did it before is that you put out who you think your top five is going to be and then you put whatever position they finished and you when you add all of those totals up the lowest score wins mm-hmm you know, because that, that's another way to do it. If you think if you think your top five is going to be these five guys, then you basically say, you know, wherever those five finished, like Thrasher would have gotten 20 points because he got 20th or 20, 21 points because he got 21, 21st place. So at the end of your tally of your five riders, the lowest score out of all your five. So your, your top five don't necessarily have to finish in that order. You think they will, but they don't necessarily have to. You just put whatever position they finished, and the lowest score wins. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't there be an opportunity though for somebody who didn't pick somebody in the top five could win? What do you mean? Like, like, say somebody picked the guys that went three through. Yeah, let's say I eight. pick five. I pick five guys, but my five guys finished fourth or third through seventh. Yeah, and then somebody else got like. One, two, ten, and eighteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. Well, let, we'll stay with the way stay with the way that we have it for right now. So hey, start your picks, man. I'm, I'm 46. My prostate's acting up. <laughs> Go for so, it. <laughs> so uh, so sometimes my prostate can hold up really good. You gotta know? go. But right now, I gotta. Go. I'll be right back, boys. Go for start it. Start your picks. Go I for think it. You don't got that onesie on. <laughs> so, so I think I think that we we will. Stay the, stay, the, stay the way that we're talking about right now is how many out of your top five 
get it. And then if you have a tie, you start looking at where they're placed. And yeah, we go down the list until we're... Tyler takes care of that, though, right? Yeah, Ty- Tyler's good at keeping track of all that. So let's let's start... Because he ain't got nothing else to do. No, not got at a all. Yamaha. They don't, they don't take no maintenance. You just ride them. Just a bunch of electrical changes. Exactly. <laughs> unplugging and plugging. When you're at the starting line. All right, so... We're going to go into San Fran picks based off of what we saw at A1. Hold on, hold on. You want to know something funny? Uh Uh-oh. I thought on my 2020 Yamaha, I thought that I had a fuel pump die on me on the face of a jump. And I, speaking of the electrical, I did all the electrical work. Um, Replaced the fuel pump, everything. Ended up being the spark plug. I spent like four hundred dollars. Yeah, I spent like four hundred dollars trying to replace all this stuff, and it was just. Oh my god! How'd you how'd you make out on that? I uh, I realized that, you know, I should have known better. These Yamahas, they're bulletproof. When they die, the first thing you always check is make sure you got fuel, make sure it's getting fuel, make sure it's getting spark. Then, how am I supposed to say? Is it getting fuel, spark, or what? Well, when you're doing your diagnostics. Yeah, but it's an electric start fuel-injected motocross bike at this point. It's not a carburetor. It still has to have fuel to run, a spark to burn the fuel to make it run. I understand. And a computer to tell tell it how much (laughs) fuel to shoot out the injector jack. Exactly. Yeah, but that's kind of what he's saying is, I mean, how do I know? Am I just able to, like, take off the... The injector and just squirt it in the air and be like, oh, it looks good. But it wasn't popping at all. It would start for like two to three seconds. So you were getting a little fuel. Yeah. Okay. And you need a really nice lithium battery. You do. To get that thing cranked over. We got some make it breathe right now that's having a hell of a time. Make it breathe fire. You know what I mean? I gave him a brand new lithium battery. He's already run that down. Really? <laughs> Doesn't know what a battery charger is? He's got one of them, too. He's charging one while he's wrecking the other one. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> then once he, he turns it over 10,000 times and he switches batteries and puts the other one back on the... Sometimes, you know, you know what works for me sometimes is just to talk to the bike and be like, can you just run better for me, please? I, I keep the seat on it and give it one of these. Yeah, just pet it and treat it nice. They'll, treat, right. you, they'll treat you nice back. Nice kitty cat. That's right. <laughs> nice kitty cat. All right. You ready, ready for me to get going? Yes, let's do it. Get going. San Fran picks. And and this is tough because my top five for my 250s were spot on. So I, I would say that I would just stay with the exact same lineup that I had for A1. But the only change that I'm going to make <clears throat> is I'm going to go – I'm going to go RJ with a win. This is 250. 250. Hang on, let me make an adjustment. Unless RJ switched to 450s. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I have a question about San Fran. Uh-huh. Keep on subject, but um, are they racing Are they racing in the Giants stadium, the baseball stadium, or are they racing in the football stadium? I have no idea. I want to say, I'm guessing. Football, right? Somebody can look that up quick. Yeah, we can look it up. I think I was going to guess the baseball stadium. Because when I used to go to San Fran, it, we raced in the baseball stadium, but I have been in the football stadium because they That's built a new one. Stadium. Yeah, it's yeah. a newer one. Yeah. So probably the football stadium, I would imagine. I would think so. Okay, so RJ's got RJ. and then Yeah, so I'm going to go with RJ first. I'm going to go Jordan Smith. I think that's going to be RJ's biggest threat for the season. 
I think Joe Show works on some starts this week. I think Joe Show figures some things out and gets up there into third. So uh, Joe Show number thirty. Max Volan was extremely impressive to me. The the heat race win and watching him throughout, you know, the the main event. I think it was it was good. Uh, the only, you know, change I would have without going with the exact same picks as last weekend is my fifth place guy, and I'm going to go with Ryder D. 34? Number 34 in fifth. <clears throat> okay. Interesting. Very quiet night for him at A1, but again, yeah. I, I don't put a whole lot of stock into A1. I think, I think just like Dookie mentioned earlier in the episode, I think there's a lot of mentality of just get through the race healthy, get through the race safe, you know, figure out what the race pace is, figure out some adjustments that need to be made during the week, and then you make them and you go to San Fran and you do better. I said all that? Yeah, essentially. Bart Smeller. I guess. Yeah, I know what's going on, don't I? So as far as the 450 goes, I called Jet for the win in – a1, and to be honest, I think he does it again. I think he does it again in San Fran. Not, I'm not calling a perfect season for Jet by any means because I think that if Coop got around J.A., Coop probably could have come up there and put some pressure on him. But we don't know that because we didn't get to see it. So if, if Jet can continue with his starts, I'm, I'm going with Jet, number one. After watching the performance, I'm going with Coop, number two. My third place spot is going to be Chase Sexton, who I do not I do not believe I even had him in my top five last time. But I did not. I think that, you know, watching his main event and the consistency that he had, I, th- I think that he's going to be there. Not necessarily saying he's the fastest guy on the track, but I, I think well, he that's puts, why you picked him third. He puts himself in the right positions. Uh, I'm going to go with Kenny in the number fourth place spot. I think Kenny had a sh- – you know, terrible start, got tangled up, worked his way up through in a track that seemed to be a little bit one line to me and was able to get all the way up to 10th. I think that if Kenny gets a better start, then he could probably put himself in the top five. And my final fifth, and I'm going to stay with my stud, AP, AP7. So that would be Jet, Cooper Webb, Chase Sexton, Ken Roxon. Aaron Plessinger, my top five for 450. Okay. Shane, you're next. Are you not ready? Are you not ready to order? <laughs> no, I'm ready. Okay. I think San Francisco is Coop's kind of town. Hold on, 250. Start with 250. Kind of town. 250s? Yep. They're before the 450s. Um, I'm going to go with my boy Kitchen again. What number is that? 47. Number 47. I should have known that. God dang it. Sorry, dude. It takes a minute. It does. Uh, and then I'm going to go Smith for P2. So 31. Yep, 31 Smith, P2. Jordan Smythe. Smythe. Uh, RJ Hampshire, Hampshire third. So the 24. And then I'm going to go with... God, I wish there was an IR report, to be honest with you right now. Yeah, because you don't know about Thrasher. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you still got people out there. I mean, you got Shimoda, you got Volan, you got, you know, Juju. Juju had a great put, one. Put, Shim- put Shimoda P4 and Juju P5. Okay. So number number 30, Shimoda, Joe Show. I think, I think Juju had a pretty good confidence builder. Um, I think he's going to. Now the jitters are out for that kid. I think he, he, I think he's got a possible pop fi- uh, top five. 
this uh, weekend. What's his last name again? Bomber. 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 All right, so 450s. Bomier. Um, 450s, like I said, Coop, he's kind of town. I think he's going to feel the vibe of San Fran. Okay. Um, I got number 18, P2. I think, I think Anderson's gonna get a a third again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so JA twenty one is gonna be P three, P four Sexton, P five Ken Roxon. Okay, that's good because we've got some different different order and different people between ours. So that's that's good. All right, Duke, you ready? Yep. Two fifties, number twenty four. Number 30, 47, 34, 31. See how positive I am of that? Right. Organized. So for the people listening and don't know all the numbers and the people off the top of their head, 24 is going to be R.J. Hampshire. Number 30 is going to be Joe Show, Joe Shimoda. So the Joe Show. And then 47, that's Kitchen. Kitchen. And then the 34 is Ryder D. And then the thirty-one is Jordan Smith. Yep. We should we should do like a wild card. Yeah. Nine twenty-nine. What yeah. did nine twenty-nine finish? Sixth. Sixth. Pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. For your for your first pro race, pro race? That, yeah. that's yeah. that's why I think I, he's got a top five in him next weekend. Oh yeah, and just like that, I mean, you don't know an injury report. I mean, if Thrasher's out, yeah, that's he one gets more he gets another great start. And, you know, it, I'm not saying anything's handed to anybody, but, I mean, all it would have taken is one guy to go down in front of him and he gets a top five. I think I think uh, Volan's going to have some kind of issue next weekend, whether it's somebody breaking into his car, stealing his stuff. <laughs> uh, something's going to happen to Volan next weekend, and and uh, I, I, I don't see him in the top five. Okay. All right, Duke, who's your, who's your 450? Number one. 21. Two, eighteen, three. Oh, really? Okay. I got a question for you, Duke. Yes, sir. Which we haven't talked about on the show, but um, you think you think uh, after Sexton's comment on the podium that he's going to pull off a win next weekend? Yep. All right. I'm going to stay with him. He's my guy. Okay. What's my shirt say? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It says something, yeah, it says something about the Buccaneers, or <laughs> it says 450 Supercross champion. Oh, I thought it said. Yeah, I thought. Ring. I thought that said. Uh, no, nothing to say Buccaneers. <laughs> if I was going to wear, it won't ever say Buccaneers. It'll say. I thought that said Tom Brady, champion. My guy is. Now I can't even think of his name. Uh, Baker Mayfield. That's the Bucks quarterback. He is Baker Mayfield. Is a man. I All thought right. you were going to say. Tyler, Tyler, are you ready for your picks? Yeah. All right, hit hit me with your 250s. 31, 30. Sorry, 31, 24. Whoa. No, 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 no. 31, 30. Good thing I know how to scribble. <laughs> sorry. I'm writing it down, too. 31, 30. 31, 30. <clears throat> 47, Yep. Okay. Twenty-four. All right. 
682. Nah, I, uh, <laughs> let's do... 929? I'm thinking 929, but I'm yeah, going to go... Yeah, come on, go for him. I'm going to go... Okay, fine, 929. Yeah, good so, man. So nobody, I think that's a great choice. Okay, 929. I was going to say Volan, but... Well, it's he, good. Hear my story about the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, is that... Um, yeah, you you and Shane have the exact same two fifties. Oh, really? Yeah, just in different orders. Yeah, okay. And that's not the same. So that's we're leaving that up to Tyler to determine how to do tiebreakers. So if you have if you have all all five in the top five, then you're going to have to start going through who finished in the yeah exact orders. Yeah, and it would be as simple as I got two and Shane got three in the correct spot. Yeah. Hey, can I change my P5? Nope. No. Why? It's Come already on. done. No, what? it's not already done. What so, you want to do? Why? I would just wanted to, instead of Juju, I want to put Nicoletti. Oh, that was my oh. Nicoletti. I was going to do that. Well, that would be good because that would give you guys a different lineup. Because F yeah, you can. You yeah. know, right now. <laughs> no, I wanted to do, I wanted to switch to Nicoletti too. Yeah. Duke and I are fairly close, but we're not exactly the same. We're brothers from different mothers. We're pretty close. You guys, so you're going to switch. Your fifth is going to be, what is, 36. Yep. Nicoletti. Oh, I thought he was 69 from last year. No, 36 is Nicoletti. Man, good thing I know how to scribble. Okay, so Tyler, 450s. 18, 2, Twenty-one. Okay. Hang on. Twenty-one. Um. One. Ninety-four. Oh, that's good. That's pretty stacked. Uh, you have the exact same, exact same order as Shane. No, I put two. No, you have you have the same top five. The only difference is is that two and eighteen, two and eighteen are switched. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. So your three, four, and five is the exact same. But still, it, it, it's fine. That's fine. Peter, you want to get in on this week? Sure. You want to get in on San Fran? Of course. Two fifty. Give us your give us your your two fifties, Peter. Two fifty, number thirty, twenty four. 31, 47, and 20. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's a Joe Shimoda guy. 20. Good for Joe you. Joe Joe. Yeah, Joe Joe. I would put Juju up there, but I feel like he's going to start going good, but there's going to be some mistakes, and it's going to cost him. Yeah. And he faded, which I get is his first race, but I don't think in a week you can be up in uh, top five and not fade. He's from Arizona. No, I, I get you. And I, I think you all, I mean, honestly, all of our lineups are very close. What's I that, mean, what's that have to do with San Francisco? Our 250s are almost all only separated by one or two people. It's basically who's choosing to go with, you know, either Juju, Nicoletti, Ryder D, you know, or Max. Those are about the only separators. Everybody else, yeah. you know, everybody has picked JoJo. Everybody's picked Jordan Smith. Everybody has picked RJ. Because I think they proved this weekend that, you know, that's where they, they belong. They're contenders, yeah. So I think the only real difference is, is you know, who's going to be the, the maybe four, five, six place guy. So give me your 450s, Peter. Number 18, 
21, number 1, number 2, and then 27. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Thinking a bounce back, huh? Right on, brother. I put Anderson up there because I don't know if anyone noticed, but normally you see him, he's kind of low. He's low. He's lay low. But when he comes in, the like A1 this year, he was happy, smiling. Any picture, I mean, on the podium, he's smiling, looks happy, regenerated. Yeah. Don't chase what you, where you put him in your pick. That's bold. <laughs> he's my guy, but I don't, I'm not. Come on now, that ain't even bullshit. That's <laughs> thanks, thanks for the button, Duke. You're welcome. No, that's a solid, solid pick. I mean, the the cool thing there is, you know, we all have somebody in our top five on the 450 side that wasn't really close this week, whether it, you know, was Kenny or E.T. or Malcolm. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. You guys gave up on Eli so fast. I didn't. No, I think he's Duke, gonna get better. Duke's got better him. Each day I got him. Or each, I, I can't. I can't pick anybody because, like, like he said about Eli. Yeah, like Eli's probably gonna get third. Right. But <laughs> you know, yeah, there's too many freaking guys. I bet you Barshi wins the dang race next weekend. I think we're. Su- I, my mentality is I'm. I'd I'm surprised. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And nobody went with Ferrandis. I'm surprised about Eli in tenth, but I'm not writing him off. Right. No way. Well, I think Shane. I think Shane hit the nail on the head when you're talking about racing back into race shape. Yep. You know that that's something I I could see Eli only improving f- for the remainder of the season. Um, out outside of that though, I mean, I, our picks are are fairly similar. But wouldn't that surprise you though to have the star Yamaha's star rider be like, you know, I'm just just gonna race my way back into shape? You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Uh, he's in shape. He's in shape, but he's only, you know, he got on Supercross in November. Yeah. You know? Well, These other guys have been, ra- they race the World Supercross, like Coop and Jet. and Yeah. They got gate drops on him. Well, yeah. and, and they did some off <laughs> Oh, off, and they, and they, race, they raced Paris. and Yeah, yeah. They did some off-season stuff, too. So I'm definitely not going to write them off, but I think for an A1 review show, you know, that's that's a pretty pretty fun review of, of the weekend to be able to see all the different things and the hype and the vibes. But again, I don't put a whole lot of stock into one race. So I, I'm excited just as fast as A1 has come and gone. I'm, I'm excited for San Fran next weekend. And hopefully we get an opportunity to watch the race and get another podcast out as soon as possible, you know, after the race and do a San Fran review. Um, you know, I know, I know we got a lot of different stuff going on. We've got the winter AMs going on. And Tyler, you were out at a FTR today, the one at Munden Hill that Shane and I, we raced that race last year. And a few times. This year just didn't didn't ha- I mean just time I yeah, mean you're still worn out from last year yeah <laughs> yeah I'm still recovering that's the one where you beat me yeah yeah by barely, by barely. Oh, <laughs> by barely. <laughs> yeah but between FTRs going on and then we also have the the winter AMs going on I think next weekend is what Dade City yep. yeah Dade City's next Dade weekend. City yeah yeah so we got c- kind of a local one for us and. It'll be tough to try and figure out how to get a podcast out as, as quick as we can, but we'll we'll figure out a way to make it happen. I enjoy doing these. And again, I want to continue the online comments. You have to be a subscriber of the YouTube, Future MX YouTube channel. So you have to be a subscriber on the YouTube channel, and then you have to put your, your picks, your top five 250 and top five 450, 
and have them in the order you think that they're going to finish in before the night show starts. So once the first gate drop, the very first 250 heat takes off, it's closed. It's obviously time stamped of when you put your post online. So I want to continue that, and we'll we'll give away a pair of these Oakley Air Airbrake goggles right here, sitting on this table. The sweet if, Oakley O frames, <laughs> the sweet Oakley crowbars, Airbrake. Air, I mean Airbrake. Airbrake. <laughs> we'll we'll run some Airbrakes, and we'll throw some extra tear offs in the pack for you, and we can ship it out to anybody that beats our pick. So you have to not only pick the correct people, but also have them in the right order. And if we have any type of ties, you know, we'll figure out how to get through there. But yeah, you're fle- you're effectively playing us now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if if anybody's online pick beats one of ours, then they win. And if not, we'll roll it over to the next week. And where are they at after San Fran? San Diego. San Diego. And then they go back to Anaheim, yep. which is a triple crown, I think. Then they go to Arizona. Yeah. So. Oh, the, that's where Juju. That's where yeah, that's where Juju is going to shine, huh? Yeah. Right down the street from Havasu. Absolutely, and yeah. that's where his trainer is. Anaheim two, Davy Millsaps and Futures. Yep, that'll be another. Good yeah, one they too. have that's that triple crowns good. I like triple crowns. Yeah, that's those are those are fun. There. We went out last year. We flew out to A two for the triple crown, and that yeah. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I had a blast. Well, I appreciate everybody that listens to the episode, and I do appreciate the people that commented online. I think what what did you say? The closest person online in the order was Connor Morris. Uh, yes. Which two? Well, two fifty four fifty was two different. Uh, oh, two different people. Yeah. I know, I know Connor was one of them. I've known Connor and the Morris family for a long time. They're great, great people and spent a lot of time with them when, when I was back in the iMoto days and Connor was racing. And uh, Connor's got a, a gig going on right now where he's cooking some food and he, he helped feed, feed us some during the week of Minios and went over to his food, food trailer that he had, which was phenomenal. So uh, a nice little shout out there for Connor. For, what's, his food th- what's his food deal? It's a barbecue trailer cool yeah i didn't know that yeah, it was awesome i didn't go over there oh it was so good I had no clue you know they're smoking meat or what yeah dang yeah had a big spread man briskets ribs all kinds of stuff oh, sounds so good uh but no it was cool when, when i saw connor comment on it you know that was cool too but uh, again just for wrapping up episode number 37 hey, yeah. i got a question for you Uh-oh. do i need to give a percentage a percentage of this to the hard rock casino Oh, probably. Okay. I don't want to get in trouble. We, yeah. we are on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Okay. Yeah. You have to figure that part out. Um, Come get it. <laughs> Come get it from me. <laughs> Next episode. Drive up here in their station wagon. <laughs> get a couple bucks. Well, if, it, if anybody wants to jump in online, make sure you put it in the comments and make sure you subscribe because that is a requirement. You got to be a subscriber on our YouTube channel and please spread the word to all your family and friends to subscribe and listen to the episodes, but we greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Peter Parente for coming on again. Dave Duke, Duke prepared sugar, Shane, Tyler Kasha. I'm RJ Huss. That's episode 37. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you.